Thank you for tuning back in to the Walk On Pod, episode 21, come your way. And we have another Tommy Ball exclusive uh, special guest, Tommy Trustner, or Tyler Trustner, my fault. Uh, you know, uh, oh, LMU no. Lions finest soccer player. Uh, and again, like I said, one of Tommy's childhood friends. Uh, appreciate you coming WCC on. WCC boys. Yeah. yeah. WCC boys. Um, yeah. Happy to have Tyler on here. This has definitely been an episode, long time coming. Uh, childhood best friend that stemmed from a basketball team. So, yeah, Tommy, how come everybody that plays on your team ends up not playing basketball anymore and changes sports? I don't know, man. Then there's you. You're you're just that intimidating, man. That's crazy. Tyler tried out for all net in these like crazy, like soccer training shoes. So I knew bro wasn't cut for the basketball life from the jump, but he was good. (laughs) It's a wild take. But yeah, thank you guys for having me. Obviously, this is uh, this is really nice to finally be on it. And uh, I've been watching a couple of podcasts, so I love the show. Oh, man. Love that, love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Tyler, we'll, we'll kind of just let you. Well, obviously, we'll get into stories about you and I and basketball and whatnot and soccer talk. But we'll kind of just give you the floor to tell us about your. You can talk about your sports history and your soccer upcoming and how you got to LMU and just what the recruiting process was like. Go ahead and just run that, break that down for us. Okay. So um, I started playing soccer around the time of like nine when I pretty much could first get into the sport. And I was obviously in love with it um, as I got into it more and more. And I started to grow with the game. Um, Being on a team with, uh, Kind of a couple local friends was a lot of fun, but finally it came to the time where I was like, I had to grow out of comp or select whatever it was into comp. So I kind of stretched out more into the SAC area um, and played with my team, uh, San Juan. I was there for almost all of high school um, and they were they were a great, great club for me. It really fit me well. And the recruiting process started uh, soccer was a really weird recruiting process in the sense where it starts in your freshman year, but most of the kids don't really get re- recruited um, until their junior or senior on like basketball, kind of where you're a little earlier in a sense. But um, my time, I went out for a San Diego State camp, I believe, and I met uh, – one of the LMU, old LMU coaches, he was a goalkeeper coach, Mike Oseguera, shout out Os. Um, great guy, loved him, got to know him really well at this camp, and um, him being there really showed me uh, that I was able to play at a higher level, and him giving me the confidence was a great thing, and obviously, with his help during that camp, I really took a look into LMU um, and what they were about, so kept him on my radar for the longest time, and I started to fall in love with the schools more and more as I got to tour it and talk to the other coaches like Kyle and Crumpy. Um, and then when I finally got there, Christian, obviously, but um, I didn't commit until my junior year or no, my beginning of my senior year. Sorry. And it was a surreal experience. I came out to one of their games and it was actually against Sac State, uh, my old club coach. So that was that was pretty awesome to see them because at the time or that night they uh, beat 
uh, Sac State 3-0. So that was a great game to go watch. And so I committed after that night. Um, ever since then, it's been it's been smooth sailing. Love the coaches. Got really close with the with the team. Um, and yeah, it was it's been it's been great so far. Awesome. Um, kind of talk about like the like the recruiting press of soccer. Like from from my point of view, like this basketball is kind of trending towards the same way, but not nearly to the level soccer is. Like high school, I feel like high school soccer is kind of irrelevant. Like the way you get recruited in soccer is by playing for those good club teams and um, going out to all like the big tournaments. I don't know, like the Surf Cup and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. High school soccer is more of a joke um, and more just kind of having fun with your friends, getting time, getting kind of a break from comp. But um, so the recruiting process is hardly coming through high school and near high school helping you out. It's all about your clubs. And then obviously SAC had a really group, good group of teams in the area. So the competition was really high. Um I have a bunch of buddies that have committed to some Pac-12 schools, um, some WCC schools as well. And that just all comes from club kind of where you're touching on. So, yeah. I remember. Why, why so I, is, oh, go ahead, Luke. No, I was going to say, so I grew up playing soccer. I played up until, so I played high school through my sophomore year and I stopped playing club my freshman year. And I think kind of the point you're making about, club soccer like I remember once I got to high school and I was still playing both basketball and soccer like with club and like so AAU and club it was like oh I really got to make a decision now because you can't really be committed to both in that sense if that's something you want to do after high school and so I think that's why I was able to still play high school my sophomore year but I couldn't do club at that point it was it just wasn't possible yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a big time commitment, um, especially before the change. I think it was our middle when we were in middle school, Tommy, basketball and soccer were the same uh, or they still are the same season. But I had hopes because soccer was originally in the fall and they moved it once we got into high school into the winter sport. I remember so, yeah, and I was pissed off because I wanted you to keep playing. Yeah. So I was going to try out for the team. Who knows what would have happened there? Um, I know Aiden will make a big scene about this, but um, uh, it would have been a lot of fun to play with uh, the high school basketball team. I, it's crazy that we're talking about this because I have a similar story. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm a fair amount older than you guys. Uh, soccer was definitely a fall sport. Uh, I played for 10 years. Uh, I played four years of comp. And I went to a private middle school. And I played on, like, the best comp team in the Solano County area. And the high school coach, like, so I went to a private middle school. And, like, back then when soccer was in fall, they had childs before school started. And when I switched to go to a public high school to go to Vaca High, they didn't notify me about tryouts. And when I went the first day, they wouldn't let me – the coach wouldn't let me try out. And the kids that made the team, the high school team, were kids that got cut from our club team. Like I was looking at the guys and they were like, he wouldn't even let me come out. And it was like, so that's what made me stop playing soccer. I wanted to keep playing in high school because it was soccer was fall and basketball was obviously winter, but, and they didn't have fall league like they do now for basketball back then. Mm -hmm. So it was like, 
yeah, same kind of thing where it's like all these kids that played high school soccer at Vaga High were like not making the club teams or not making the comp teams. <laughs> so, but it's like the question I was going to ask you, Tyler, is like, why do you think high school soccer is so, like, I don't know if it's bad or if it's just because it doesn't matter. Like, is it like, why do you think caused, caused that to where like high school soccer became irrelevant? Is it the coaching? Like, I think it's kind of attributes to like, soccer has never been that big or like the main sport within the u.s i think predominantly it's like football basketball so the teams definitely put a lot more money into um their high school sports and overseas they have academies that um you pretty much start when you're u9 and you're raised or certain age when you're younger and you're raised up through the academy the entire time and so high school is kind of not really the first choice it's kind of like a it's like two paths in a sense you can go like academy route and then obviously kind of the school route and there's a certain point where you get to an age that the um the academy will make you choose like if you're obviously good enough to play professionally and make it into the first or second team or whatever you you have to stop schooling obviously so it's just very different over here i feel like and so high school for a lot of club players, they'll just um, do something else. So they'll go practice with the academy and within the area, or if they're on the academy team, you don't take time off. So high school isn't an option if you're on an academy team. I was going to say we like Tyler played high school, but there were a bunch of other guys that went to our high school that we're all still good at soccer that never played for the high school team because they just continued to just do stuff with their club. So like our high school team was pretty good, but there were a lot of talented players that didn't even play until they senior year, right? They played senior year. Yeah, I think I think that was when the change was, but our de- our best year was definitely junior. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler's being humble right now. They were they were really good, and Tyler was really good. You're looking at this is actually our second Sierra Foothill League. End. MVP we've had on the podcast back to back back to back episodes too we had Draco oh, wow. on here last week SFL Tyler went out on top as well and and first year champ he's a he's a WCC champion as well they won the WCC their first mm. year talk to him Tyler yeah I I, that, I have to attribute that to the older guys though that I came in with they were they were changed the program in a massive way so that that really helped the program nice you gotta love the humility on the pod. It must be something about when you get in front of the camera. Like you just gotta like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Start giving out. Like, come on, man. Yeah. They they train us, you know. We have media relations and all this. So. <laughs> That's wow. fact. LMU's doing it large over there. My fault. My fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, UOP. Do you guys have media training or no? Not at all. <laughs> it's stuff going on over there at LMU. Yeah. yeah. Good programs. Tyler, what's uh what's one thing that um that you love? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't get the intro of which position you play, but what's one thing that really uh made you gravitate towards soccer? Uh, I think it was a sport that within my family nobody really knew about, so it was kind of like the light where I could 
um, kind of shine or have my chance to shine. So I really liked soccer because nobody else in my family did it. And it was something I just grew up loving. So I started playing center mid um, when I was younger and I played it all through high school and club. And when I came to LMU, I was actually recruited as a left back. So I changed positions. And ever since then, I've been playing left back too. So he's a new it's Alfonso been, Davies. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been a learning curve too. So it's cool. Nice. Is that pretty typical in like college recruitment of guys? Like they look at like your ability and like your ball skills and all that. And they're like, or, you know, what you do well. And they're like, hey, he would fit in our program, but in a different position. Is that pretty normal? Yeah. I think all over, I think especially one easy transition is like from sentiment. And obviously you, you kind of have more, you're a lot more technical. So it's easier transition to a left back spot um, just because as a center, you're trained to get the ball a lot more and be on the ball a lot more, be very just technical and kind of creative with it. So I think it's a change that happens a lot within college soccer and it's not, um, not unfamiliar. Do you think um, like, I know you said you played basketball. I'm not sure if you played other sports growing up too, but do you think playing different sports growing up helped you be able to be adaptable in those positions? Like knowing being skilled in different areas yeah for sure i think i mean me and tommy would play one v ones all the time and i think if it wasn't for me playing soccer i wouldn't clamp his ass as much as i did sorry for the language but crazy guy i think i think that's how it was one v ones yes that's always funny we could we could talk a little basketball tyler now tyler tyler had no offensive bag Uh in like like probably one of the worst offense players you ever watch, but he is very athletic. So like he played for our teams because he was an extremely good defender because he always knew where to be and he would always get steals and he's really fast. Yeah. And this is I the got, roundabout way for Tommy saying that he couldn't score on you, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. I say, the last time we played, I beat him like 15 to zero, but that's irrelevant. But when, when was the last time you played? I don't remember. It was like probably in May. No, yeah, we played sometime in the summer, but like yeah. you play college ball now. I can't, yeah, keep I was about to say, I think circumstances are a little different now. <laughs> yeah. People, for the people that don't know, for the people that don't know, I live with Tyler in the summer, so shout out to their family. Their family is the best, yeah. So, and what, what I'm also hearing is Tyler, you were picking on Tommy at 140 pounds, is what essentially what was happening. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, would, I would run him in the weight room all the time, just put him in the post, you know. He was, he was a small body back this then. This is so, so crazy. It's it's unfortunate. He's not wrong. I'm not going to say here a lie. Like, he's not wrong. Like, Yeah. But, but Tyler Tyler also, when I got uh, – for people that listen to the first episode, when I got cut from our eighth grade travel team, Tyler and I teamed up and played El Dorado Hills youth basketball together, and we were the nastiest duo in in the town. We won the champion. How about how, – we won the championship with East that year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we 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 came close one game to losing it in, yeah. in the playoffs. We came close but... one game, but it was easy. I scored all the points. Tyler got all the steals. Yeah, how did, I, how did EDHYB allow two D one athletes to be on the same team at one? Like that seems <laughs> ridiculous to me. <laughs> they didn't know, it was, man. It, it was really unfair, but there was a lot of kids that would just like mess around and go into that league just to have fun any athlete could it was it was it was pretty fun and uh, that's pretty crazy that's i just i i I tried so hard to get to keep tyler 
playing basketball is it was unfortunate that he had to drop it. Clearly he I made the right call. He, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he didn't want to, he's, talking about, he's talking yeah. about beating me in basketball. He doesn't want to see me on the soccer field either. So, oh God, does, does Tommy no. have foot skills like that? Mm. I, I have a, I have a clip that I could bring up that could oh, no. explain Tommy's foot skills on the field. I'm not going to act like I definitely didn't win some games back there. Tyler has a soccer, has a soccer field in his backyard, so we would get some good work in. Back not there. okay. You got to It's not a full, sorry. It's a little turf patch pretty much with a goal, but it, go on. So you guys on a PK hype. <laughs> we would, yeah. he had like he had like one nice goal on the end of it and two like whatever makeshift goals on the other side we would, goals or something like, like that, yeah. we would just play one-on-one this back in like for hours back there and you know, really tommy, mixing tom yeah tommy how many did you win to be honest my step over game is so cold bro i don't so want to hear it it's so weak but <laughs> i'm good we would, we would play on the basketball court and then we would go over to the soccer court and he just had no chance of winning either. So it was hard. Okay. Now you're just oh, lying. Now you're I like this. I like this. I like that in basketball. I would hit Tyler with the Sean Livingston turnaround jumper. I remember it specifically. I know you know it. I know you know what day we're talking about. No, that didn't... Sean Livingston turnaround jumper with the light. It was the light on in the backyard because it was dark outside and you got so mad. You walked off so angry because I gamed you. All right, I'll never forget that. The one thing Tommy had that I will attribute to is like his he would talk a lot and I just couldn't take it. And so it would fluster my game a little bit. And so I was like, you know what? This kid could have it. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, he, Tommy, definitely, you... he definitely doesn't want to see me in ping pong. I was about to bring that up, but uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of rivalry. We, our senior year, we we would get out, we would get out at 12 and we'd just drive straight to Tyler's house and we play like best of seven matches at ping pong it would get real intense and tommy's good yeah we, <laughs> some days no yeah. i'm good at ping pong you 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 never beat me in ping pong my return That's... game is crazy so i'm gonna have to see what your serves talk about tom we, we need um, a little tournament pong. action that's such a yeah, random yeah, thing to yeah. say you're good at in ping pong. Like my return game is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Well, because like if if you have a great return game, it's hard to score on. I don't think Jared plays much ping pong. I feel like I don't know. If I had a ping pong table growing up, what are we talking about right now? I feel like a lot of you, people hey, have a ping you've pong seen table what okay. I'm just saying, Luke, let's just I'll give you I'll give you your right cornhole. I'll give you your, your cornhole. I'll give you okay, your cornhole. That's you. cool though. That's cool though. Thank you. And I'm that so horseshoes, ping pong. Uh, before before we move on to another topic, we just I just got to give I need to give props to Tyler because Tyler's being humble right now. He he's like this. I don't want to say the soccer version of myself, but like we hung out. We both hung out so much, and I felt like we both fed you off each other growing up. And like a lot of my work ethic definitely stems from watching Tyler work as hard as he did in his sport, and I feel like vice versa. Like we definitely fed off each other. So that was a huge thing for me growing up and Tyler spoiled Tyler's family spoiled me growing up and they took me on lots of trips and it was very great times. Every time I was on a trip, Jared, whenever I went houseboating, this was the guy I was going with. You got to tell him about the, uh, the original time and what happened with houseboating. You got to talk about that. Was this when you dropped your phone in the lake? No, I'm, I'm saying like AJ and like the whole start of our. Oh yeah. That is actually a good story for this. So, so the reason, honestly, probably the reason Tyler and I are as good of friends as we are is, um, 
he asked our i hope aj doesn't listen to this podcast he he asked our other that's not a good way to start a story <laughs> this yeah, is AJ, because aj knows no, just just roll with the story aj knows aj knows he asked our friend aj in sixth grade to go houseboating with him at lake shasta and aj was going on a trip to hawaii so tyler was like man i don't know who to ask like Tommy and I just kind of became friends because we were on the same uh, EDHYB team. Like, I'll see if he wants to come. And then after that, I don't think I ever missed another houseboating trip. <laughs> no. And the rest, yeah, the rest is history. Now we're still here. We still, we pretty much talk every day and we're, no, we live nowhere near each other. So, yeah, you definitely don't want to be in Pocatello. That's for sure. Tom. He I'm might sorry. come, he might come visit though. He might come visit though. No, I don't, or, you know, I've been to both Pocatello and Playa Vista. I think you're doing just fine over there. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, I think you'll be all right. Oh, man. Um, um, the one thing, other thing I wanted to talk about, which I think it's, this is why it's really cool. We have you on here is, uh, I think out of like all the other sports, um, like the amount of skill work you can do in soccer individually, like really mirrors basketball. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, like football, baseball, like there's only so much you can do by yourself, but like basketball, it's like, that's why I loved, loved it growing up is like, I could literally go anywhere by myself with a ball and like work on my game. And I feel like soccer is like the same thing in, in that way. Do, what do you feel like is is the best like things that you focus on when you're doing your skill work and, and working on your game? I think like just it's about that, like having the ability to just pick up a ball and whether it be dribbling with your feet or your hands, like it just provides a great sense of how like difficult the sport can be because you can see people just who don't play either sport and try and they try and dribble and it's reflects like how diff- difficult the sport can be and i are you think sneak dissing cool. me right now huh? are you sneak dissing me right now it might be but don't worry about it um, <laughs> it's ridiculous and i think it's cool as well like because both sports are great in a sense of how like creative you can get with it like mm-hmm. basketball and soccer they both have this like creative aspect that i feel like no other sport really has you can create new tricks new skills all the time and i think it's it's super cool. And for me, soccer and my footwork, I feel was a really big part of why I was decent on the basketball court, even though I hardly played. So it's, it's pretty cool to see that, like uh, that relationship between the two. Is there one thing that like most like in, in basketball, it's like, obviously right now, like shooting is like, the 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 key skill the way that the game is going like is what is the key skill for for soccer it's i mean i know that could be shooting but like is there something else that like what all the coaches are focusing on like for you guys to improve on i think it's like the tackle tactical aspect of sense where it's like trying to keep the ball and avoiding the press or the pressure that comes from the other team like when a team steps up, you have to be well enough prepared and confident in yourself to play out and play around these players that are coming at you full speed. And for you to just have to wait for the ball or sit on the ball while someone's coming at you for a tackle, I think it's it's can get pretty difficult if obviously you're not training. I think that's a big part of the sport 
right now is kind of like the Tiki Taka brand of just passing and moving, kind of like like Clay and the Warriors play, like just moving the ball, running without the ball. I think that's a big um, part of the game right now. Nope. So you're in off-season mode right now, correct? Yeah. So what's your mindset in an off-season right now? Like your middle of your career, kind of, what's your mindset? What are you focusing on, like getting ready to go this next year? I think you take a little time for yourself, and then on the spring, um, there's a big opportunity for a lot of guys, especially myself, of – even though you don't get a whole lot of minutes on the field, you can in, like hone your craft and work with the coaches to prepare yourself for the next season. I think that's what's so great about the spring. And I think for any off sports, obviously the off season being able to work with each other um, and create these new like skills and add, add points to your game in a sense. So. Soccer's kind of cool. Like you guys will play some games in the spring, right? Like LMU. Yeah, so we'll play, I think, this season or semester, like, eight or seven games, and it gives us the opportunity to kind of try new things, kind of prepare ourselves for the upcoming season in the um, in the, the following fall. That's a, that's a thing that I don't like about basketball, honestly, is the timing of it. Like, basketball is real life year-round, and there's no, like – there's no like area where we can have, I guess you could say summer ball, but that's still almost unrealistic because at that point teams are putting in so many different things during practice yeah. now. And I, I guess that's just a culture that's been created, but like baseball, there's fall ball. Like I know football, there's like eight V eights or whatever it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you seven, get, yeah. seven seven, seven, seven. Seven. Yeah. so it's like, there's so much different things you can do. And like, so I'm jealous in that aspect. Like I wish we had ways to play more yeah. games during the off season. I like that. We just work out for eight weeks in the summer. <laughs> Play against yeah. each other. It's pretty cool to see, or it's for me, but for you guys, I bet it sucks. So like Tommy would come over to my house and he's spent the past two summers with me. He would leave school, come to my house, and almost spend a month with me and just kind of kind of like the off season. Obviously, go play with you guys and train with you, Jared. Um, and then it was just like Right after that, it was back into season, back into preseason, summer ball. It almost seems like there's little time off. There is. Yeah. Uh, we wrap up in the spring and we get what, what three weeks off, and then you start doing small workouts yeah. again. We get a month off in May, and then school schools offering summer classes was the worst thing that ever happened to basketball. Called yeah. basketball. <laughs> now they're just like. Hey man, we're gonna put you in two classes, and then you, then we can practice you three hours. No, no, no. we have time right now. Not to mention classes that, like, when am I gonna need anthropology? Like that had nothing to do with anything <laughs> I was studying. So now we're just throwing me in an anthropology course just so I can be here running line drills. Like that's that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it's I it's nuts. Like we've had, we we have uh what what we have three three division one athletes in our friend group, Tyler. And I'm uh, the only, I, I think I think it's three, and I'm the only one who is never there any summer because of the schedule we have. Yeah, and the bat, and I think that's the other thing too is when we're going to talk and go into a deeper like basketball is like the only sport where it cuts into both semesters. It's yeah. like you have to stay yeah. eligible for both semesters. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. right, bro. Not even that. Like, so me, this has happened twice now. 
I get concussions during finals week and I'm screwed now, like <laughs> middle of the season, I happen to get an injury. Like it screws with everything. We're on the road during finals. Like, you know what I mean? Like things like that is right in the middle of your season. You can't get around it. Yeah. Yeah. Football, football's got it like the best. They literally just go from like August to December. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just grateful that uh, I finished my papers. And then it's for that happened. Oh, he threw the cast up. Um, I was gonna say though, for like, and I'm sure everyone in here would agree with me. I actually like as much as the summer and stuff is a grind. Like, I actually love it though. Like, it it, it sucks and like I hate being in the classes, but like, that's the best time to like really bond with the team because no one else really yeah. wants to be there like it's that. But campus. like, we love being yeah. in the gym. Like, we love like just hanging around each other, and that's like when you really get to know everybody. So like that aspect of it, like. It's cool, but like, do I wish we could play other teams? Yes. Like, do I wish I didn't have to be in this class? Like, obviously, but there's a lot of things that like I end up loving about it. So Tyler, uh, kind of shifting gears, still, still focusing on you know, love of soccer and stuff. Every, they, I would say that they're the most rabid fans. I've been to a match at Stanford Bridge, Chelsea, Man City. I've been to a match at AS Roma. It's the craziest things I've ever seen in person. I was in, like I said, in Italy in 2006 when they won the World Cup. Um, like, so you, every soccer fan, every soccer, you have to have a team. Who's your team? Who are you rocking with? Your club uh, team. Uh, my club team, I've been a supporter for Arsenal since Ozil was kind of shining on that team. So that's been a team I supported. I kind of loosely support them. Obviously, now that they're doing great, it'll probably get a little a little different stick from our <laughs> friends. But yeah, I think Arsenal was one of my biggest clubs I was a fan of. Just watching Ozil play, he was my favorite player at the time. And uh seeing him play kind of the same position I did was uh really cool and I kinda idolized that. So a tactical uh, German. Yeah. He was uh he's close onto my uh walk on pick, but I couldn't I couldn't choose him. I like it. So who's the goat? So then, <laughs> so who is the goat, Tyler? Messi. I don't think there's hardly any debate, especially. I mean, take taking away the World Cup, it's Messi. I I would tend to agree with you. I think I think Leo is also the goat, but I I feel like these two have different opinions. CR seven, baby. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a Ronaldo guy myself, but the thing is, I will say this: I do not want to get an argument about it because you will win. Because I don't have enough yeah. research. And if right? I really, like, yeah. and purely like, emotional. Honestly, like emotional, like Pele. I mean, what is Pele did everything for the sport, right? So if we're like really talking yeah. goats, yeah. I, sure. I don't know. I mean, did we see what Messi did to Croatia, man? He's yeah, we still, did. We did actually. Like, we did. Oh. See. Don't get Luke on this. Luke will be. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're talking about Croatia. Luka Modric has got to be top three midfielders ever. He's, he's, he's him, he, I was. I told Tyler how special it was in 2018, and Tyler didn't want to hop on the train. And then he won the, the ball. How do you say it? Ballon d'Or? He won the Ballon d'Or that year. Yeah, he's he is so good. I think it's crazy to see how much. I think he's a little underrated. I mean, especially he shines so much on Croatia, but still, he is he is one of the best midfielders I think there is. Just dominate 
it's crazy to see like that, that position just dominate the game and they run so freaking much like i i look at the i there's like an app called sofa sofa score i like to look at the app it shows like it tracks where the player ran and like i like i always, i've been looking at modric's stuff every game and like that dude will be in the box in the other side and then the box on the other side of the field and then just so much spot it's crazy it's nuts yeah his special player is crazy so we uh <laughs> so we deliver over there in croatia a lot of special guys a lot of special players you know what i'm saying <laughs> you're missing ivan uh rakitic this year though yeah um, they still have boss boss midfield so so tyler who who do you think I mean, we got you on in right in time for the World Cup final. Who do you think um, is going to bring it home on Sunday? Who do I think? I think, I think France will win it. Yeah. To <laughs> as much as much as I want Argentina to win and Messi to get that trophy to solidify narrative. No, but I don't, it's so hard the way France is playing right now. Mbappe and Dembele on the wings is just something so dangerous that. I think it's impossible to stop. They are, they are clinical. It's think, pretty, yeah. Do you think the team like Morocco is like just a one one off, or do you think they're going to be able to like make more noise and improve and get better? I think this is a big. It's a big deal, right, for his African team to make the semis. And but like, is it going to stick, or is it just kind of like luck of the draw? I think. I think it's a little bit luck of the draw. I mean, they definitely have players that will stay on that team and it's a kind of a younger team with their stars still being able to play in the next world cup. But I think for them to do that, again, will be really hard, especially going up against who they did with Spain and the Netherlands or not. Yeah. Belgium, not the Netherlands and um, Portugal, Portugal. I think, I think for them to happen again, it'll be very, they were, yeah, that, that was a great, that's the thing that I loved so much about the cup. It's just like, it's every four years, so so much can change. That's why it's going to be nuts if France goes back to back. Yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. and they don't even have they don't even have Benzema. Benzema just he's, the, he's the Ballon d'Or. He's fit now to play in this. Yeah, they say he's going to play. Match. Is he so, going to play? Sunday, yeah, that's what they said. Will they play him though? Because like Giroud's playing so good. That's that's what the media is asking right now. We'll see. I how can you play him over Giroud? He's been he's been phenomenal for them. Yeah, I think looking at Benzema's past season, though, he's yeah, like the guy. It's hard not to play so well in the Champions League. Dang. Or yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm excited for the game on Sunday because last time, what was it, 2018? They played in the semis, right? And it was four three France. Yeah, didn't we watch it at my house too? I think yeah, I think so. It was just that's a hell of a game. That was that was one. It's also weird the World Cup being in the uh the winter. Uh, yeah, being this is off, so strange. Yeah. It's I'm so I'm so used to the summer. It sucks so much, especially around this time with like during finals. Like I had to tune into a couple or one game during my finals. I like, guess <laughs> this probably shouldn't wow. be happening, but whatever. Oh man, <laughs> it must not be that rigorous over there at LMU, huh? Ooh, I don't know about that. What's your what favorite game of the of the World Cup been so far? Oh, the uh, Serbia and oh, was it Denmark? That was a great game. Um, I did not watch that one. They went. It was like Denmark went up, Serbia tied, 
Serbia went up, Denmark tied, and then someone ended up, I forget who ended up winning. I think it was Serbia, but I think I think that's been the goal or the game of the tournament. It's just it wasn't boring like, like how Croatia plays. Sorry, Luke, but I think <laughs> I think it was a great game, both went back and forth. So Brazil, Croatia was the best game. I was about to say that one was a heater. That one was ridiculous. That one was really yeah. I think I mean, uh, USA Iran was special. <laughs> that was uh, a great game. That was yeah. That was Do you think la- last question on this on this subject, Tyler? You're a USA bat. I mean, soccer player. Is USA ever going to be a real challenger? I don't know. I mean, I think when people talk about like the US is having these young players up and coming, it's not like all the other countries that don't have young players that are up and coming. Like <laughs> Brazil has these superstars, like the kid that's got a deal with Madrid and he's like 16 or something. Like they're, they're not, not having talent when they're young. I think, I think it'll be very hard for us. I think well, we'll yeah. catch up, but I don't think we'll get. Yeah. It's like, it's like too, too far behind, which is interesting because if you flip and look at like, you know, the dream team was 92. So it was 30 years ago this year, right? Yeah. And like now, if you look at the all NBA team, like three of the five best players in the league are not from America anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of crazy. Like, and really, you look at like the best player in the league is not American. Like, yeah. And you could argue any of those three guys mm-hmm. being the best player in the league. Like Jokic is back to back MVP. Giannis is clearly the best player. But if you throw Luca in there, like I think Luca's gonna win MVP this year. So it's like and like guys like Embiid. I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah, Embiid, he's probably gonna be first team. So it's like you have four dudes and now Steph's hurt. So like, you know, that's like you might have a first team all NBA of all your like all non-Americans. Yeah. I don't I wonder if we'll ever get there with I wonder if soccer will ever get to that level. I don't I don't I don't think it will, honestly. I hope when we get older, it's just such a big thing for our country. But it'd be, I mean, it is for our women. Our women's national team is incredible. Yeah, they're 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 something else. Yeah, they're they're amazing. I just don't think it's like it's like Tyler said earlier. Like, there's just not enough of a an emphasis on it here. Like, football and basketball and other sports like that are just bigger. Well, yeah, and the best, the best. Athletes in America played football and basketball. I, okay, so I wanted to ask this question: Have you guys been seeing the stuff about if we trotted out our best athletes? Like, do you yeah, think that would it's work? Actually, <laughs> hilarious. Do, yeah. Like, like, God. no, I don't think it would work at all. Bro, they're sending Justin Jefferson on the right wing is crazy. <laughs> John Moran at striker, Derek Henry at center back. Bro, there's the ball would never even touch their foot. Is all I'm saying. Lamar Dude, Jackson. I've been saying this for years. If we had LeBron on the national team on a corner kick, just send him back have, post. He's getting his head on it. He's getting his head on it. I promise I you. But that keeper, nobody would be able to score. That guy is just freakishly athletic. Like that's yeah, probably yeah. true. But uh, but like you know, I mean, Tyler, you know, it's all it's all about possession and ball control. Like yeah, like the ball is always going to move faster than uh, we're definitely player. getting waxed. Eight by the worst by Qatar. That's like, that's Qatar like, would that's have like been. Remember when no, they had Carl? Like, remember when, 
remember when the Kentucky had like the 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 seven McDonald's All Americans and they were trying to contest that they could beat the Sixers? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I was having a conversation like, about could, that with my trainer today. Or like it's like this ridiculous. This is one of the most insane claims you can make. Yeah, like they're like, well, they got seven first round picks. Yeah, the Sixers have twelve NBA players. <laughs> would all be the best player on that Kentucky team. I I would pay money to to see if like us put out, out the NBA and NFL guys on the soccer field and just watch them get circles ran around them because it'd be hilarious. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Put them up against the Brazilians. Yeah. yeah, trying to watch one of them like dribble like like in traffic like, <laughs> to the box. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Starting five times, boys. Yeah, starting five times. Unless unless Tyler's got one story lined up for Tom. Ooh. I'm just I'm surprised. Yeah, that surprised Luke hasn't dropped his classic question. I mean, we have a lot of Tom stories already dropped, like little bits and pieces. But I mean, if there's a memorable one, we'd love to hear it. We always do. I don't want to bring it, but like the one that comes to my mind is the ping pong day <laughs> when we played like fourteen. We played way too many games. We were way too bored, and we played what like fourteen matches, Tommy, or something like that. Yeah, I was fourteen and up, and it just. It was like super resilient. Guys, these are games to 21 as well. Like yeah. these aren't short games. We spent hours playing this, and it was the day where Tommy was just in his bag shit talking the entire time. Yeah, once it got to 7 0, Tyler, it might have been a rap. And so he was, yeah, he just kept beating me, and I just had no say in it. I couldn't answer back. So I think that's. One of the best stories. And then what do we do after? What is this? Every, I didn't... Everyone's stories are positive except for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Tyler has a lot of negative stories about me too that he just doesn't yeah, want to share right now. Tyler, every time someone asks one of my people, like people that I bring on for a Jared story, it's always something about how I did something crazy or insane. It's out of passion though. You're like, just a passionate guy. I could I could bring up the, uh, the day with the... Uh, Oh, where you got like sniped in the face, Tommy? Do you remember uh, that? That's a pretty one. You, you can share that one. So there's usually, I was I was livid, dude. There was this day where we like all my friends will come over to my house. Like we all hang out at my place. So I think it was one day during right before COVID or something. And um all of our friends are like messing around playing basketball outside. And so these two kids that we couldn't find were like out and about. So like, what are they doing? And as we're playing basketball, we hear like the backboard getting hit with something. They're like, what is this? And our friends are shooting like BB guns at the backboard, but they're like trying to hit us. And so the day goes on where they're just messing around with the BB guns and Tommy. It was in the hallway. Tommy is coming into my room. And one of my friends is like coming around the corner of my room. And Tommy scares the kid, and he, like, jumps, shoots the gun, and it hits Tommy in the forehead. No, it and was the Tommy, eye. It was the eye. He sniped me in the eye with a BB gun. Okay. Where it hit him, it hit him in the face, and he was livid. So I could have seen Tommy right now just throwing his head down and just screaming the F word. And it was the funniest kid, too. It was Jagger of all people to hit Yeah, him. this kid's a comedian. Like, like, this kid is a clown. you get into it, it's like you don't even want to be around them because it's just so violent, but... So the kid hits him in the face. Tommy's pissed off. 
and the kid runs like knowing Tommy's going to do something crazy to him. And so he like Tommy picks up the gun and for 30 minutes straight is running around trying to shoot him. He's got, the, Tyler has Tyler's a lot of property. So and this kid was like hiding in the, the shrubbery. Yeah. And he's like running down to my mailbox, like trying to get away from Tommy. And Tommy's screaming at the top of his lungs, like, when you get back here, like you're gonna we're gonna have some problems, buddy, like all this stuff. And it was just it was such a great act from Tommy for no reason. I was great. so I mad, it. bro. I was so mad. I love it. <laughs> he cheap shotted me. He did. There's, there's, yeah. Jagger will love that one. Yeah, those are good ones. Those are good ones. All right, man. It's that time. It's that time. We, yeah, so we, do have, we always let the guests go first. Yeah, but we didn't even introduce it yet. You know what I'm saying? So we do have yeah. starting five all time soccer players, you know, in honor of Tyler. So mm-hmm. we will let him go first, but yeah, just had to make sure it was out there. Okay. At the one, I have Messi just because he is the best person best player ever and on the ball nobody can take the ball from him so i think him and the guard would just be disgusting i have ronaldo at the two because of his shooting abilities and his free kicks i have patrick vieira at the three i was going with a little bit of like he's really good offensively and really good defensively and can work both sides of the court um, so he's also an Arsenal player, so got to give credit to him. Uh, at the four, I have Paulo Maldini, legend mm-hmm. of the game. Jeez, yeah, that's a pick right there. I went with him being a just best defender in the world, um, absolute legend. And then at the five, I have Buffon, um, mm. just excellent shot stopper, best. I like one that. Of the best That's a good pick. I like that a lot. And then we'll, walk we'll, on we'll save we'll that. Wait, we'll save it. All right. All right, man. Is it me? Yeah, if you want to take it or you want me to go. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so uh, at the one, I have someone, uh, a very iconic player, uh, someone who's a leader, um, has shown up in the moment time and time again. Um, I'm I I don't know if it's gonna make the list for everyone else. I have Megan Rapino at the one. Someone had to do oh. it. Someone had to do it. it. Well, wow, wow, hell yeah! I love it. Right. Shout out. I'm just saying. I mean, I love that talk, Like I said, an icon has shown up in big time plays. Megan Rapinoe Alex, at the one. List real quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, at the two hometown pick for me. Um. Like we said, oh one of the best midfielders to do it of all time. Give me Luka Modric. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I just think I had to. I had to. Uh, I had his jersey when I was growing up. And, you know, it runs. It runs in the Croatian blood. I had to. Um, at the three, I have Ronaldo. Um, I think you know no one's gonna really dispute this pick. I think it's someone you know who has, has patrolled this midfield position uh, his whole career. Uh, put him. Put him as a perimeter lockdown guy. I think. I think he's just going to be an electric two-way player for my for my squad. Um, at the oh, four, I, <laughs> I like yeah, I, I like my f- no. He's going to be. Hasn't have you haven't seen him in my locker? You haven't seen him in my locker room. You haven't seen him in my locker room. That's because he's out doing whatever he wants, right? Center defensive mid version of Cristiano Ronaldo. 
So at the, the four, at Lake, he's not playing defense. He's at Lake Como. I'm just telling you. People, people don't <laughs> want me to give my five apparently, but it's cool. Like whatever. At the four, I like my I like my power forwards to be able to stretch the floor a little bit, extend the range. Um, you know, I'm a big pick and pop four type of guy. I think here's a guy that has shown his ability to score from all over the field, sends absolute screamers towards the goal, absolute ambitious ones. Give me Mario Balotelli at the four. I think this is a guy that uh, oh, I yeah. used to rock oh, with yeah. on FIFA a lot. Uh, <laughs> this is your nickname, Nick Maines. This is your nickname, Nick Mario Balotelli. Nick Maines, one in the same. Uh, I think I, I have to. This guy, this guy can really play. And then at the five, um, my personal favorite player of all time, notorious down low. Uh, gonna be gonna be kind of Charles Barkley, if you will, with the media as well. Give me Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, that's an easy pick. Need it. Need it. Good pick. Good pick. Go ahead, Big Tom, if you want to take it. All right. It's all yours, man. All right. I'll let it roll. Um, so at the point, I have the Godfather. Uh, he only has one name. It's got an accent at the end. Give me Pele. Godfather. Yeah. At the shooting guard, very obvious. Uh, we're going to take Cristiano Ronaldo at the two. Okay. Great shooter. I have to disagree with Luke. He does not play defense. So never said he played defense. I said he's going to be a two-way player for my team. There's a don't worry about him playing defense on my team. You shoot that thing, bro. Trey Young it and let it fly. Small forward. That's because I got a real dog at the small forward. A real dog who's gonna pick up the pieces that Ronaldo leaves down. And I'm mad that Luke went that route because I thought I was gonna sneak this one in, but give me a ham. At the wow. small forward. Yeah, hell yeah. Give me me a hand. So, power forward. Now, I know, Tyler, it's been a while since you played basketball, but nowadays in the game, we, we want our defense to come from the power forward. It's the best position, toughest position to guard. So, I'm going to put Gigi Buffon at the power forward. He's really AD out there. Yeah. And at the center, Luke did it. I'm going to do it. You kind of have to do it, but give me Ibrahimovic at the five. The dude's like six seven, talks the best shit, That's and scores saying, relentlessly. Like he's Kevin Garnett, bro. He's he's gonna Kevin let you Garnett. know he did it too. He's gonna let you know. I like that. I like that. I like those picks. All, all the picks. I, I, you know, I'm a little disappointed. I feel like I feel like you guys missed some legends, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit them for you. So at the one. Going with what Tyler did, it's it's way too obvious. The GOAT, undeniable, undeniable ball skills. Messi's got to be the one. He's holding it down. He's dishing out the most disgusting assists. He's leading the way. At the two, I mean, here's a guy. I, I can't believe he wasn't picked. You want to talk about a a special, a special player. Like these this guy, this guy's combo moves might have been the grossest ever. And I can't believe he hasn't been picked. The OG Brazilian. Give me Ronaldinho. I mean, he paved the way for the Brazilians coming up. I can't believe he wasn't pick. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. I mean, technically Pele did, did, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, obviously uh, Pele did. Was 30 right? years before him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but Ronaldinho, come on. At the three, now, I mean, here's here's a Frenchman that just that's that's paved the way for the for the Frenchman to oh, be God. great. And that's he's an absolute superstar. I'm not talking Kylian Mbappe. Give me Thierry Henry. 
I like that. I like that a lot. Good That's good pick. Yeah, Fall. you guys got it out. And at Fall. the four, I've got a real. You guys went with some defenders. I went with a real physical bruiser of a striker up top. Tyler thinks I'm going to pick Diego Costa. I'm not. I'm picking Didier Drogba, Chelsea's finest. Real bruiser up there. And at the five, this is my goat. If you know if you know how I play FIFA, you know I plant this dude in the middle and I dominate possession yeah, with him. No way you picked Give him. me – I don't know how to say his first name. Give me the Belgian brick wall, Fellaini. That afro is just plugging up the middle and causing a ruckus. Boring. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. Crazy All right, Tom. Good pick, maroon. Maroon. I think it's Maroon. I don't know how to say Ronald, it. Maroon Ronaldinho Fellaini. was a great pick. Ronaldinho was a great pick. And it was Thierry Henry. You've seen that dude's yeah. highlights? Go watch him after. I like that. I like that. I didn't, He's a French, French guy. We can take and leave the French. <laughs> We'll go watch Thierry Henry highlights and get back. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll reverse order pick. us. Yeah, let's go. I'll reverse order us with the walk on. I actually sent Tyler. <laughs> I actually sent Tyler this guy's highlights the other day when I was down a, a rabbit hole of soccer Twitter highlights. Oh my gosh! This guy, this guy was special with the ball. A Portuguese legend uh, was a was a big part of of being successful with Ronaldo. So give me give me Luis Nani, oh, Manchester pick, United pick, guy. Yeah, Luis Nani. Very underrated. Very <laughs> underrated. Great FIFA card. So, um, we've been talking about a lot, USA soccer, and if they're ever going to catch up. I don't know if they'll ever reach the heyday, and I don't think because they never won anything, he's not going to get the same love that he should get. But uh, give me Tim Howard, man. Mm. Tim oh, Howard yeah. is my walk-on. Such a good pick. It's a really good pick. It was actually – I'll, I'll never forget the U.S.-Belgium game. Yeah. yeah, Tim Howard was actually at my tryouts uh, to get on my team. He didn't make the cut um, <laughs> because because here is a guy I'm talking about walk on picture. You, you want to talk about someone who is willing to do whatever it takes, and I don't care if that means headbutting somebody. Oh God, you know, he's in, as a day. Come on, man. I mean, we got to talk about t- doing whatever it takes. He caught that's the L, bro. Take that L with you. But that's you the mindset I want. Zendata Zane. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Boom. Come on, man. He's Boy, in there. He's in there. Out. I thought you were about to say Luke Suarez. No, it's similar right. idea, but I don't think his execution is mean, good. He'll do whatever yeah. it takes. That bro literally caught the ball before we're going to the net. I thought the same thing. I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, all right, Tyler, it's on you. Cap us off. To wrap us up, I'm pissed he got picked. Because he is a superstar of a striker and does have trouble with the media. But give me Mario Balotelli. Just a pure striker, underrated god, if you will. I love Italian love legend. Yes. Man, I can't believe Italy didn't make the World Cup. <sighs> it's been rough. Especially after winning the Euros. Like, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's really confusing. It's gonna be hard to find a replacement for Buffon. That's really it. <laughs> Wait, we didn't get into what do you what'd you guys pick for, for France in the final? Oh, yeah. oh my heart's going with Argentina. Okay. I, I think I think Argentina's gonna find a way. I think it's just right. I think it's just two storybook. I'm about to say it's hard to repeat, I think, man. I think narrative wise, the Argentina pick makes sense. I voiced that to both Tommy and Jared. That I think there's a there's a big messy narrative going on right now, but 
I think France will win. I definitely think France has is more deep as a team, has more talent, but I feel like it's an emotional situation. I've got I've got a a two one game going to Argentina, and I've got Messi scoring the first goal with with uh with his new his new up and coming guy Julian Julian putting it in the back of the net in this for the second goal. I hope it's two two PKs. That would yeah, be I like that as well. Please yeah. don't go to PKs. Pessy is not that good. <laughs> what do you mean? He he made all his PKs against the Netherlands. Yeah, but I don't know. That was lifetime. He's he's messed up a couple yeah, times. I was real nervous for them that game. I thought I thought Netherlands that was that I think that was the game of the World Cup. Speaking of that, I think that was the yeah, best game of the World game. Cup. Yeah, it had so much energy. Bro, when, when bro kicked the ball at the bench, I was yeah. Out. And then Van Dyke, Van Dyke came in and just chested him to the ground. Bro, but like, bro, I, I slid tackle, bro, and then teed it up. I've never seen. I've just like never seen like a an actual like buzzer beater in soccer before. Like that was crazy. Like they yeah. really fouled him at the last moment. That was such the, the cold display, though. That was such a cold set piece. That yeah. was so nice. Like. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just the uh, perfect pass. That was like the perfect pass in that situation. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't have had that play out better. Yeah. Well, Tyler, that we uh, actually before we wrap it up, Tyler, Tyler does love golf, so I gotta let Jared take the floor here because Tyler had a big golfing summer. Yeah, Tyler. So you're out on the links, or you're just out of the range? No, I've been on been going to the links i haven't played since season started but that was a big big hobby i picked up over the summer well the great thing for you is that Playa vista is a beautiful place mm-hmm. and that sun is out all mm-hmm. the time the beach is right there you could even take you know your mat out to the beach see the sunset and what you got to do is you take your wedge uh-huh and you get your 50 chips Mm-hmm. Before the night's over, so once that night ends, and those fifty chips happen. You're gonna get right, man. Uh, right as the sun comes uh, down, I love it. it. Worse fifty and worse chips a night. Time. Just gets you. <laughs> it's getting worse, Jared. You gotta work on these deliveries, bro. I feel like, I feel like that, that one. That one. I feel like he had a vision, and then he kind of stumbled, <laughs> and he tried to recover. I stumbled. This is three hours of sleep. Stumble. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he had a vision with the whole that. sunlight, get your 50 chips. He had it, but then he didn't know how to include the get you right part. So wait, the right has to add and rhyme with night at some point in this statement. Yeah. I have them. That's right. Essentially, Tyler, 50 chips tonight will get you right. That's what you're Episode 21, and if this is your first blunder, I mean, that's, you're doing a good job, man. Yeah, you know, like, I can pick myself up. I'm okay. Um, I'm, playing, I'm playing tomorrow, 9:32. Ansel Hoffman, like it's gonna be a great day. And 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 we can get Tyler's opinions on this because Tyler see me golf. So Tyler, <laughs> Jared will like what Tyler has to say. In a three two scramble, Tyler, we're playing best ball. Me and Luke versus Jared and Keese. Who wins? Luke is a very good. I was I was watching that. And I'm sorry, but there's no question. Keese and Jared are winning that. Yeah. You, it's personal now. This has nothing to do with Luke. Luke, if you're the best golfer, I'm sorry, but Tommy is not helping you out in any I way. 
I don't need him to help me out. I'm better than Jared and Keith. I'm better. It doesn't matter. Best ball. It's best ball, Tyler. Scramble. So. Scramble. This best ball and scramble are two different things. It's scramble. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Still, I think I yeah. Thank you, Tyler. I'm glad that's the and you know how I know this is so valid because Tyler is the closest person to Tommy. So this is like literally peering into Tommy's soul of lack of winning here. We we could bring up a little clip of Tommy in Hawaii trying to hit a golf ball. I have never golfed. Okay, that was not. I've seen him swing. It's awful. But I'd like to go back in the episode about forty minutes earlier when he was when when Tyler was talking about how Tommy would get in his head with his talk. Now this is something that this is something that I think we need to touch on because Jared over here is a big mental golfer. He needs this to be correct, but if Tommy's over here chirping, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Tommy can hit every but ball like in the water hearing, for all I care. That's but that's hearing mosquitoes though, because like you not haven't dumb. golfed with me it's in a while, dumb. and I'm locked in. You at have all times. Th- this is Tommy. This is like one of your sons we're talking about. This isn't like just any. <laughs> so any he other will be sunned. I will just like Sienna. No. I'll put his diaper on. No, oh, man. I'm not. I'm not about to have you disrespect me like that. I'm cutting That's you out before crazy. you finish that. <laughs> That's crazy. There will be no diapers involved. Oh my no god, he's insane, Tommy. It actually bothers you me that he thinks one, he has a you chance. You might need one with, with how angry you are when we get the dub, but that, that's fun. Hey man, I didn't. I didn't pick up a golf club. I just have. I knew he'd be the first one who would actually side with Jared. So I just have one question, Tommy. Do you want itsy bitsy spider or do you want? Twinkle, twinkle, little stuff. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I cannot believe what's happening, bro. I Are you asking believe. me which bedtime story I want to read you when Luke puts away the, the putt on the 18th hole? Because yeah. I'll, like, I'll It's going to be over on like the 15th, Tom. We're dominating them. They're going to have no chance. I'm burying them. My Tyler, you see what you just did? You just created the cracks have been building. Yep. And now it's just. There's no cracks. What are you talking about? Man, talking about like this. I heard it. We're locked I heard in. it in the Keith episode. Yeah, I knew. I knew I could get Tommy. Cat, bro. Jared tries to to build these racks and he's trying to chisel away at our at our chemistry. And what he doesn't know is he's is he's not making any progress. All right, right, one arm, Jack. Let me know how that chipping goes. I need I need a live stream of this golf match before this podcast comes to a close entirety. Oh yeah, well that's not happening anytime soon. But yeah, we're gonna vlog it. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, vlog yeah. it. We're getting mics yep. and everything. We're getting, we're getting, yeah. Maybe, maybe, Tyler, maybe you can come. I was Tyler, just about to say. I was just about to say. Tyler, maybe you can come be our caddy. But I'm sounds like be, I side, won't be your caddy. I'm sorry. Tommy needs Jesus himself to caddy. No, I got a lot of people that would. Oh, Big O was gonna be our caddy. Caddy, I thought Big O was a big supporter of our team. Perfect. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Who cares what Big O thinks? Me, I do. Owen has a valid opinion. <laughs> Owen would also dominate you. Charles, so what are we talking about? Regardless, man, oh, Owen is good. Whatever. I will not see. That's like, the difference. Is that you're just dogging, and I, I'm giving credit where credit's due. But I'm also keeping it honest. That Tommy is so bad, you are not good enough to overcome that. I don't, bro. And that's I've what told Tyler Tommy. Said, he's bad. And Tyler understands. <laughs> I don't have to overcome anything. Tommy I knows he's bad. YouTube. Why are we acting like Tommy thinks he's good? Oh, now Tommy's talking. Yeah, that's what person. I said. Yeah. We got him. Bro's, <laughs> bro's out of character now. Nah, man, Tommy, keep playing your game, man. Tommy, I'm what they don't know. In a big shot when it matters. End of yeah, discussion, man. man. I don't get Luke, This guy shows up. It doesn't work that way. It does. It does. It, 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 you think it doesn't? 
You think it doesn't? You ask you ask my guy Austin Smigley. He watched me hit, hit the craziest chip ever. And he was like, I've never even hit a shot like that before. That is pure luck. Don't try and Tommy, classify that. Tommy is a competitor. He's a competitor at the end of the day. I don't care what playing field we're on. Okay. All I know is Tyler was locking him up on the court. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be locked up on the links. Still am. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And all I know is I was living rent free in Tyler's head. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be, what, if, there, if there's a step above rent free, that's where I'm going to be with Jared. So, okay. Anyway, wrapping this up, this has been episode 21. Tyler, this is, this has been awesome. Definitely an episode I've been wanting to do for a while. So I'm glad we can do it, especially with the World Cup final coming up. Yeah, I always like you, talking about soccer too. So, well, yeah, man, appreciate you. Appreciate you, you yeah, coming through, man. And, We'll see you soon, and <clears throat> good luck in the off season. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. We'll definitely, we'll definitely have to do something, and and we'll definitely have to get on the golf course in May when I'm probably living in Tyler's house again. So, yep. We'll get we'll get some fired up. Yeah, as always, man. Thanks everyone for listening in. This is episode 21. These are your favorite walk-ons, and we're walking out. <laughs>